ready. Ready or not? Here I come. Right. Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? Years. You can't say yes. It actually has been years. Let's see. When was the last time? Okay. My phone is a bit slow. I think it's been a year. Yeah. It's been months. Okay, let's say it's been months. Let's say it. You know, it's been months. We've been at sea. At the sea? We've been at sea. There's some people who've been away for long time. We've been at sea. For months. Exactly. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Lelo. And I'm Velo. And we are girls who eat carrots. We have to find a new introduction. I don't like this introduction, but we have to find a new introduction. Okay. What's wrong with this introduction? I don't like it. What? It doesn't have enough. Je ne sais quoi. What do you call it? Like, it doesn't have enough of that. I need more of it. Okay. I need more of it. But welcome back. Welcome back to Girls Who Eat Carrots. We've been away for some time, but we decided we're coming back for good this time. Yeah? Yeah. For good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) I think uh, the problem is consistency. Mm. So. That thing is a devil. Yeah. Because this is honestly the devil. It and really is. Yeah. We're not alone there. Consistency is the devil. I feel like that's the one key to failure. <laughs> not failure. It I mean, is. Like, lack of consistency is like, it'll. it's a surefire way to fail quickly. I was going to say procrastination, but it's fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't think it can be procrastination because procrastination means you don't even start something. But you'll continue it. But consistency is like when you start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. And we started it and then we stopped it. And then we're starting again. Yeah. So this time <laughs> we need to have consistency. Okay. That's what we're going to have. We're going to have consistency. We're going to get better and better and better and better. I'm trying to enunciate because okay. what the fuck is better? <laughs> sounding i don't know american better yeah no see i don't want to sound american i'm good with being from africa from the motherland from the ex- <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'm good from the motherland okay so good okay hello good let's get started let's get started so Listen, I don't know, okay, you know, for the people who are listening for the first time, okay, we're just going to do a young overflow of how we do this. Mm-hmm. going to start off with some pop culture, you know, what's happening, what's interesting, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. what's going on in South Africa, what's going on in Africa, maybe, I don't know, maybe, and what's going on in the world, Definitely. you know what I'm yeah. saying, let's, let's go over that, let's talk about it, then we're going to do some reviews, Reviews of things we've watched, places we've been to, mm-hmm. whilst, mm-hmm. you know, like products, whatever it may be. Yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then the last but not least, we're just gonna talk about adulting. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this thing called Loser adulting. <laughs> this thing called adulting. You know, like, we'll share with you our experiences. I mean, we are 
not the same age. Mm-hmm. Yet we're friends, okay? We're besties. We're rather about the same, but anyway. Girl, I'm older than you. Okay. I'm old. Like, <laughs> 30 is watching me through the window. <laughs> 30 is like, you know that meme of Kim Kardashian? Where she's like peeking through the hedge. <laughs> That's how 30 is looking at me. Wow. Okay, you are nowhere close to 30. So we'll share like our different experiences. Okay. You know? Yeah, definitely. Let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get started. The first topic, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon currently has eight kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pinty Dubs, the same amount as Elon Musk. I know that part, but now but, he's about to surpass him. Yeah, because he just came out to say that he's expecting a second baby. He's a second or third baby with his longtime partner, Brittany, if I'm not mistaken. Third baby. Third baby. Because the the first was a set of twins. Ah, okay. Okay. Third baby. Third baby. But his ninth baby is also on the way. <laughs> So he came out saying he's having a ninth baby like last month, if I'm not mistaken, and then now tenth baby. So nine and ten are still cooking in the oven. Wait, how did he achieve that? <laughs> how does Nick Cannon have a job? <laughs> how does that nigga have jobs? Because his job is to make babies. Like, no, but then he's got other paying jobs. That's the thing that I don't get. He's got wilding out. I'm sure he's got his hand in other things. So it's like, where does he get the time? First of all, where does he get the time to be a prison father to the current children he has? You mean the Gen Z's. To the nation that he has. Mm-hmm. As well as make babies. Like, where does he get the time? I don't understand it. Like, and honestly speaking, I'm not even dragging him alone. Because also Elon Musk. Where does he get the time? Oh, he has too much hand, time on his hands. But isn't he running companies? Uh, companies are run by other people. And he just, I guess, is the face of the company. I feel. But I may be wrong. But I genuinely feel. But the thing is, remember, his companies, don't his companies have a tinge of racism? You know, just a sprinkle. So I feel like as a white boy who grew up in South Africa, you know what I'm saying? Um, they love a little racism. So he finds time in his day to sprinkle not racism. Silicon Valley. <laughs> Silicon Valley, I'm sure, is the center, epicenter of racist technology development. So I'm not even surprised. True. True that. Yeah. True that. True that. True but that. True um that. I think one thing that's very shocking, like you're saying about Nick Cannon, is like where the fuck does he find the time? Secondly, like, aren't you tired? Like, don't mm. you get tired? Mm. Like, kids are tiring. <laughs> Imagine they're annoying. all one at the same time. Kids are annoying. But then the thing is, remember, they all live in different households with their moms. No, but let's say, okay, it's his birthday. True, true that. And then they must all be there. Imagine all of them trying to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, my question is, like, how are you a present father? In so he many different be. households. He can't be. It can't be. I, but these women, they also give themselves willingly. So there's that. Because also, isn't there... I saw that there's a couple. I forgot where I saw this. They have over, I think, 12 or 11 babies over Jesus. that. And each baby has its own nanny. Right? Mm. 
and they're actually being um, investigated by what's CPS. A- a- ACS, ne? CPS. CPS. Um, the in American America. one, yeah. CPS. Um, because they still are having other babies through surrogates, right? What the fuck? They still, I think it's actually more than, they're close to 20, if not more than 20 kids now. Through surrogates. Yeah, so they're saying that it's a, it's a safety um, risk factor, firstly. And I forgot what else they said, but they're saying that there are people that are obsessed with like breeding you know, babies mm-hmm. and that's at a risk to other people and so on. I forgot what it was, but it was a huge debate on social media and the fact that you pre- you probably can't even be a present parent you for can't. all of those kids. You can't. Yeah. And you're putting those children's emotional situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. you're creating these messed up kids who grew up not having attention, who grew up probably with so many issues and then you're letting them into the world. Honestly speaking, when they're 18, they're going to be monsters for the world. The world now has to deal with them. Right. That's not okay. Fucked up kids. That's not okay. Like, yeah. I hope that nigga stop. He need to stop. <laughs> like, I know it's all he really does. adults in the situation, but the kids aren't consenting to this. True, true. The kids are not consenting and to this. And if the rumors are true about him actually having the kids to harvest organs and so on, whatever, then they really need to investigate him. That's so fucked up. They really do, though. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Imagine. That's so fucked up. Okay. I wanted to ask you something. Right. Okay. Right. So I was watching a TikTok, and this um lady, like, young woman, she's an influencer, and she went to, like, a Kylie Cosmetics event. Okay. Right? And Kylie Cosmetics event, it was amazing. Like, honestly speaking, like, it looked like a great event. Like, there was so many freebies, and you played games to get the freebies and all these things. Right? Mm-hmm. My question is not necessarily about only Kylie Cosmetics, but just about the whole launching of situations. Because I even remember in South Africa when Bernini Amber was launched, right? Bernini Amber was launched and they launched it to influencers and so-called celebrities. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's an okay way to launch a product? Marketing-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Do you really think... Because, I mean, I remember when Bernini Amber came out, right? Because of that event, Bernini Amber was everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And people were getting influenced to buy it and stuff. But when you look now, I haven't seen Bernini Amber on any influencer's page. Page, their stories, Mm their nothing. Do you get what I mean? Unlike if they had launched it to their core customer base... Mm-hmm. who love a Bernini and they're like, hey, oh, we're introducing a new Bernini. Come through, check it out. And they spend all that money on actual loyal like consumers. consumers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. I'm two ways about it. Okay. Because you want influences because you want different types of content to be created, right? Mm. Like there's always different fun takes that they create, you know, as influences because that's their job, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. However, I agree with you that sometimes you need to launch to the masses, mm. right? But then it's also a matter of how do you control that though then? Like, how are you inviting these people? How do you know these people, first of all? And so it's like safety. No, no, it's not safety, but it's like, where does the limit start? I mean, stop, you know? We have over, how I many, what was our population? 200 and something, thousand, million. I was about to say thousand. <laughs> that would be so sparse. Anyway, two hundred and something million people in South Africa, right? Mm. 
so let's say a hundred million people are Benini consumers or whatever. Mm. Now you're gonna invite all of them? No, <laughs> like your core audience. Okay, I when feel you like say your core, core audience, audience, can you explain that? Like, are you saying, like, for example, you Lelo sitting here, you want to be invited to? No. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the core audience because I feel like on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Brands track these things. They track who mentions them, how many times they mention them, at what date mm. do they mention them. Like, they track all these things. Okay. That is information and data that you can pull at any time yeah. from these social media things that you use. So, the reason why I brought this up, right? Like, the influencer I was watching on TikTok, she made a throwaway comment, and I don't think she thought about it or thought anyone would think about it. She said, um, Oh, guys, I'll do a review of this when I get home because I don't own any. okay so what's the point of having someone like that there Mm -hmm. because she's probably gonna try it once or twice for her videos and her pictures and she's done with it yeah she's gonna go back to the products that she actually does use and like if kylie had invited her core audience Mm. They were not, they were going to do TikToks of that event. They were probably going to do TikToks of them trying out new colors and all that. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, for the next five, six months, probably every picture they, they take or every second picture that they take would have Kylie Lip fillers or whatever she does. I don't know. What, lip kits. Lip kits. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're called. Do you get what I mean? I get you. I get what she's saying. I, get, I totally get you. Yeah. I think that's a better spend on your money than giving an influencer 200k to come through and mm-hmm. do a video. Of something that they don't even use. Exactly. No, I get you. I totally agree with you. Because I've seen it happen even when Samsung launches something. It happened literally as watching. <laughs> they invited influencers with two weeks ago. Yeah. They tweets say iPhone at the bottom. Yep. Then all of a sudden, for the next three, four tweets, it says Android, Twitter for Android. No, but mine. But then they go right back to Twitter for iPhone. Fine, cool, that's fine. They're tweeting from an Android, but are the pictures taken from an actual Samsung? That's my problem as well. No, they're not. You see, then that also goes back to the fact that we overlook or we don't actually promote the right type of influences Mm -hmm. for certain campaigns. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like you're saying, there is probably an influencer somewhere that is using Kylie Cosmetics on the daily. Mm-hmm. Oh, good luck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> who is using it every day? Um, who has the right, how can I put it, the right type of reviews that are actually honest and to the product? Mm-hmm. Because that's my, my other problem with influencers is that they will review something in the spirit of what's it's a campaign and then they will give you bullshit reviews. Yeah. Which are not actually honest. Yeah. I mean, you will give us the high level stuff which will never actually give you the full experience. Mm. Um, so you're right in what you're saying. Like, brands need to change their mindsets. I think the problem also is that people are scared to use micro-influencers. And it doesn't make sense. Actually, I'm not going to say brands anymore. We're not marketing manager. Stop. <laughs> We're not branding man. Like yeah. you guys, stop. Because we can't keep saying brands, brands, because that makes it sound so like obscure. No, it's you, marketing managers. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys keep doing the same thing over and over again? It doesn't make sense. Like I feel like if you want lasting impact, mm. cater to the core market. Invite the core market because 
people who actually genuinely enjoy buying Bernini on a random Sunday, even after you stop paying them for a campaign, they're still going to carry on. Yeah. Because it's what they genuinely enjoy. That's true. Someone who enjoys a Savannah and then you pay them for a Bernini or a Brito food. I've seen this happen. I'm just not going to call her out. She will do it for two, three months. Straight afterwards, she's back to her Savannah. <laughs> she's back to her Savannah. And it doesn't True. make sense. I think that's whoever works for Brutal Fruits, they've got it right. Mm. So mm. I've seen when um, they ha- they used to have, I think it was like a few months down the line that they had launched. Um, what's that pink one? The Brutal Fruits, the ruby. apple spritzer. No, no, no. Oh, apple it was before they launched the ruby. Mm. So the app was it apple spritzer or something? The pink one. People would tweet about it. Next thing they get a box or a marketing box or whatever you want to call it mm. with a six pack or um, when they launched the 750 mils, it would be the 750 mils of the Brutal Fruit. Mm. What they did is they kept those same contacts and then on, when they launched the ruby, they actually gave those people Ruby. That's so you see what like I'm that saying? is a smart idea because so you kept that you already have that contact. Mm, you already know you that know they, that they love your brand exactly. organically. Yep, yep. Organically. I thought that was very, very, very smart. Yeah. You see what like the data is there. They just don't want to pull it. Exactly. The You're data right. is there. Yep. They just choose not to pull it. And it's random people, it's not influencers, mm. it's people that Okay, granted that they have a following on you know social media, mm. but it's random, random, random people who don't actually view themselves as influencers yeah. every day. I trust those people more than I trust the big influencers. I'm gonna be very honest. I get you. I get you. I, I mean, trust I get them why. way more. Like if I see, like I'm the type of person. If I see five micro influencers or random people, if you want to call them that, tweet about the same thing, I will. Excuse me. I will more likely go and buy it than if I see three macro influencers tweet about the same thing. I'm not gonna buy it because I know they got paid for that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I can't trust their opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with micro influencers, you guys can still pay them. It's yes, just that they're more trustworthy. Yeah, that's true. You that's can true. still pay them. Honestly, they're just more trustworthy. Hundred And you know that they're doing it from a place of enjoyment, like a mm-hmm. place of. I actually really do use this. And it's honest reviews. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, moving on, moving on, we're going to come down to South Africa with the whole <laughs> rap battle. I say that oh like gosh. while rolling my eyes. Because, okay, this is just, I'm not saying this happened. This is my opinion. Wait, can you take it back? So, can you actually. I don't know who's involved. What was the song? What was said? What was going on? Can you explain? All I know is Inkab was involved. (laughs) (laughs) Did he actually assassinate anyone? Or did he just attempt to assassinate? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Honestly speaking. I'm not a rap person. Mm -hmm. I just, I enjoy my music, like my R&B music. I'm not a rap person. But essentially, he took out a diss track, right? Okay. And then when he took out a diss track, obviously, like, apparently he mentioned Casper, he mentioned Duncan, he mentioned AKA, he mentioned KO, he mentioned who's that skinny boy? Um, The one with the goatee. Ambitious 
guy. Well, he was with Alicia's. What's his oh, name? the the Aries. No, not Aries. The other one, the skinny one, the dark one. Yeah, with the open ears, yeah. goatees. I know who you're talking about. He's really good. He's got nice songs. What's his name? No, 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 no. Not that one. Not that one. The guy with the Mercedes. He tells you the Mercedes. Oh, MT. MT. That's his name. That's his name. Oh, yeah, one other guy's away. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he called out. But um, MT as well. I thought he called out Blackie. No, 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 no. MT as well, right? And then obviously, okay, they released their own things responses. like the responses like. Um, K.O. released one. Um, Duncan released one. Reluctantly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who else released one, right? Uh, but it feels so fake. Mm-hmm. The conversations around it feel so very fake. Like, I haven't listened to it because of the fact that... I, I'm not saying that they did this. Mm-hmm. But I... Because I think my problem is the conversations that were happening before... All over social media, people before that, like a month before that, and mm-hmm. stuff like people talking about how hip hop is dead, and they say mm-hmm. like, "I'm a piano is taking over everything. Hip hop is dead. Like, what's happening with the hip hop people?" Da 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 da. And we all know Big Zulu's first life is hip hop, as mm-hmm. much as he does like very much like crossover hits, Afro, yeah, Afro soul crossover hits, whatever. His first love is rap, mm-hmm. so I guess in an attempt to revive the rap industry he did this diss record right which wasn't really a diss because apparently at the end he was just like oh i love all of you guys look up to you big ups doing great things (laughs) shout out to my niggas exactly yeah so i personally feel like they sat around at the table Mm -hmm. all of them and they were like okay guys what's our strategy what are we going to do and then that's how these songs came out it doesn't feel like a real beef it feels really fake it feels really fugazi it's dumb we're not in new york where it's east coast versus west coast like stop but what's wrong with that i think it's it's cute exactly i mean i get what he's trying to achieve and i applaud him for that but Gabby's don't do that <laughs> <laughs> okay I get what he's trying to do. I, I get it. But my thing is... Um, is this because you guys are both from Durban? No, it's because <laughs> I am a... Uh, wow. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I miss... Like, remember 2016 South African music? Yeah. Like, hip-hop was... It was hit after hit after banger Def- after hit. Definitely. So definitely. I think what he was trying to do was get that back up however my problem comes in that i haven't actually listened to these songs but the way you're speaking and the way everyone's speaking it sounds like it wasn't like quality hits do you get me Mm. like it wasn't something like composure for example Mm. and do you know why because they all sat at a table together but composure it was also in casper's cruises fake as fuck but the thing (laughs) is they made us believe it they sold it to us (laughs) Get your acting chops up, guys. Sell it to us. (laughs) Sell it to us. I get you. I get you when you say it that way. But I feel like... My thing is, the Casper and the AKA thing. If you go and you pull Usfiso outside in the table and you say, guys, the AKA and Casper beef was fake. Buzz of piggies. Okay. And they'll have evidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One slept to the other one. Yeah, they'll have evidence. This one, if you 
set them down. You're like, guys, it's fake. They'll be like, ah, okay. <laughs> They'll see where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like solid to me. But then it's also like, I don't believe the whole Tupac. Okay, but I'm, I'm going on a tangent. Never mind. To Tupac and Biggie Notorious's beef. I don't believe that shit. <laughs> Did you call him Biggie Notorious? Yeah. It's <laughs> <This is> B.I.G. <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. Fuck. <laughs> you see, it's the fact that I don't even know him without Tupac. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Honestly, I, I think it's too fake. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of like made me not interested. Okay. Honestly speaking. Like I'm not interested hmm. because of that fact mm-hmm. because of that fact but anyway uh, moving on like I'm, i don't even have the energy moving <laughs> on moving on so there's a whole thing happening with the mec and her going to Limpopo hospital and telling a zimbabwe national because i don't want to call them illegal nationals it's a zimbabwe national Mm-hmm. that you know like they are overburdening the south african hospital system and she's mm-hmm. not allowed to be discharged until she pays yada 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 fish cake have you seen the video yes i have what is your opinion let's hear this from someone who's south african <laughs> and someone who is zulu we know how tribal you niggas is tribal why does tribalism have to do with it y'all is tribal as fuck <laughs> Okay, y'all are tribal. Uh, okay. So let's hear from you. What do you think? Firstly, time and place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is, what was she in for? Because I've noticed that the MAC is mostly dealing with surgeries and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Fine. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Time and place. Why I'm saying time and place, I agree with the fact that you need to pay. Mm. unless you're seeking asylum mm. which is a different thing mm. but I really agree that you need to pay mm. whatever cool um, why I say time and place I believe that I don't think she's the right person to be going off at mm. and I don't think it's the right time to be going off at someone because I'm still in a fragile state mm. and I'm recovering mm. fine however everything that she said it's kind of valid. Like, it's 80% valid. Mm. But again, it goes back to time and place. Mm. You're in a position of power. Why can't you speak to your other people in your position of power? Mm. When they had, I don't know if you saw the follow-up interview, mm. and they asked her, you know, the thing he was there, what's it, from Zimbabwe, I forgot mm. what it is, uh, let's say representative. Mm. Were you a part of those discussions? Mm. What did she say? I trust my superior represented us well and was able to um, relay the message. our message. Mm. My thing is, did you have a conversation with her relaying the same message that you relayed with the same energy mm. that you relayed with the patient? Because mm. mm. that's the question mark. Mm. And if not, then why are you going off if you haven't gone off at the other MECs mm. or the other ministers in a more superior position to make the right kind of decisions mm. that affect you as the smaller person mm. or should I say the smaller minister mm. if for lack of a better mm. or you could have talked to like your Zimbabwean counterpart yeah yeah that's what I'm saying it's mm. like you, you should have asked to be a part of those discussions because I'm sure you're not barred from 
being a part of those discussions the same way you're not barred from operating. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm like time and place. Mm-hmm. The reason I agree with her, or should I say some things I agree with, is exactly the examples that she gave, where there's still other laws that are there for other countries all over the world. Mm. Let's not even go all over the world. Let's go to Ghana. Did you know that we have to have a visa to go to Ghana? Seriously? Yes. As a I South African national, you need a visa to go to Ghana, babes. I did not you know need that. when you do your visa, what do you need? You Proof need of medical go, insurance. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not even going far, but mm. we they need to be stricter laws for normal day-to-day people. Mm. For seeking asylum, that's a different story. Mm. And even that, I still think they need to be established rules. But then that's a whole other bigger discussion. Yeah. 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 But I agree with that. The fact that there's so much high um what's it? Pregnancy when you're pregnant and you die, what is it called again? I forgot what it's called. But yeah, a lot of people are dying, like she mentioned, mm-hmm. in Limbobo, who are South African nationals because they're not being attended to when they're pregnant. Mm. And we all know pregnancy is like literally a life or death type yeah, of situation. Mm. And I really think that um, there should be some kind of system that they come up with. Mm. I'm not saying that um, foreign nationals or whatever should not be given the privilege of accessing medical health because you obviously ran away from another place knowing that you have no chance of survival. Yeah. Um, but I really think that there should be a system to balance the scales. Okay, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Okay, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Okay, so my opinion from someone who grew up in South <laughs> Africa, but not mm-hmm. South African. Yeah. Right? Well, technically not South African. I, I, I've got nationality people. Okay, don't you come are kick me South out. African. <laughs> don't come kick me out now. Okay, so my opinion, right, is do I believe that there needs to be rules and regulations? Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe the hospitals are overwhelmed because of mm-hmm. um, foreign nationals. Mm-hmm. South African hospitals are over. South African government hospitals are overwhelmed because of South African people in higher power stealing money. That's mm-hmm. why they're overwhelmed. I lived in Nelspruit for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you know that in Nelspruit, in the private hospitals, there are a lot of... Um, Patients from Southland, a lot of patients from Mozambique. Mm-hmm. But you'll never hear a private hospital saying they're overwhelmed. Do you know why? Mm. They know that we get a high volume of Mozambicans, we get a high volume of people from Southland, from mm-hmm. Southland. Therefore, they cater to that, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, for them, it's easier to cater to because when a Mozambican or someone from Southland comes in, they need to pay 40 grand before they even admit them. They need to pay like 40, 50 okay. grand up front, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously for private hospitals, it's easier. It's a different story. It's easier yeah. to, you know, like make way for them and all mm-hmm. those things. But I still very much believe in the fact that if money was not being stolen from yeah. government and money was not being used for trips to all these fancy places, it was not being used for, for scarves jeans. and skinny jeans, we would have the ability yeah. to look after people who come in the country because they're fleeing mm-hmm. situations in their country. But on top of that, I feel like 
for South Africans, they're fighting the wrong people. Mm. Honestly speaking. Definitely. South Africans, and I'm going to include myself in this, we need to be fighting at government mm -hmm. because I'll look at the situation that's happening in South Africa. They've been treating this nigger, this king, with kid gloves. Mm -hmm. And the more the situation carries on and the worse it gets, guess what? Most Swatis are going to be coming over to South Africa mm -hmm. to look for a better life, to look for more freedom, mm. to look for better. And it's within the government's power, especially the people in high places in government, to say to that nigger, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. In Swaziland, I don't know if it's about 80, between 80% and 90% of the food that we eat, of the clothes that we wear, it's from South Africa. It crosses the border. Mm -hmm. If South Africa said, you know what, we're not going to trade with you anymore. There's nothing we're going to freaking give you. Sanctions, yeah. We're going to sanction your ass. We're tired of you. If Mozambique did the same thing, if the African Union all came together and they're like, you know what, fuck, man. Like, we're tired of you. <laughs> Stop. Have to do that for a lot more countries. That's what I'm saying. Even mm. for Zimbabwe. Yeah. How long has the thing, has the situation in Zimbabwe been going on? What has South Africa done? What has the African Union done? Mm. Nothing. They keep treating, and it's like, the more you guys treated with kid gloves, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. it's going to frustrate your country. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, guys. Like, I know it's so frustrating for, like, people to wake up and feel like, oh my gosh, Zimbabwe's are taking our job because they're willing to get paid less. Do you mm -hmm. get what I mean? But it's like, everybody's just trying to make it in life. Honestly speaking, everybody's just, like, put yourself, like, try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes where you feel like, I cannot live in my country, like, literally, my life is in danger. You have to run away in the middle of the night or you have to leave because literally you cannot, you can no longer afford to feed your two kids. You have to move with them your your husband has passed away you're by yourself you've got two kids your only choice is to move to south africa like no one wants to live that life no one wakes mm -hmm. up and chooses to live that life but the sad thing is the people in power who can make those changes the people in power who can say you're not fuck enough like you guys have put a strain on our country and mm -hmm. literally the only thing that's putting a strain on our country is because you guys cannot govern properly like, South Africa is not perfect. Like, very, very far from perfect. But whether we like it or not, in Southern Africa, it is one of the best operating countries. Mm -hmm. It's, like, cool when you put it up against the world. It's shit. But in Southern Africa, True. it's one of the best. Mm -hmm. So, as a Southern African, this is where people are going to want to go to. This is where people are going to run to. And the only way that those things can stop, it's not by making tighter borders. Mm -hmm. It's not by releasing 5,000 army watch watch in the borders to make a tighter border like they've been doing now. That's not the solution. <laughs> yeah, it's the money problem. It's not the solution. At the end of the day, Cyril Ramaphosa needs to talk to his southern counterpart and be like, enough is enough. Cyril Ramaphosa needs to talk to his Zimbabwean counterpart and say, enough is enough. Mm. He needs to stand up in the um, African Union and say, listen, guys, my country is strained. And as much as I understand why people want to come to my country, we cannot carry on doing this. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that the fish rots at the head. Mm -hmm. And those heads need to be removed. I'm not saying kill nobody. <laughs> I'm saying I'm not I saying mean, kill that nobody. Works too. <laughs> I, I, I still want to go back home. I agree with you. And it is, I guess, 60% of the remedy. But at the end of the day, we also don't realize the power that we have within ourselves to actually 
re-vote or re-elect or fight mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. Zambia is living proof. And it's not even far from Zimbabwe. It's living proof. They voted for, um, what's this, ministers or whatever, and voting's happened. Not even a year later, because they were unsatisfied, they voted them out. They, I don't even remember what they did, but at the end of the day, they had a new election within the next year. Mm-hmm. So it's very impossible. Mm-hmm. And if they actually, I'm not saying you must stay in the poverty or whatever, but I feel like you need to fight harder, if not fight more. That includes us as South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. We need to fight for better parties. We need to fight for better ministers. We need yeah. to fight for better, you know, public servants because mm-hmm. they forget that they're actually public, public servants, servants and yeah. not, it's not a job, babes. You're serving the public. Mm-hmm. So it's also like it's not a business. <laughs> it's not a business opportunity. <laughs> okay. It also lies in the people to go back home and try fix things. I'm not saying that, you know, we're all candies or whatever, but there's some things you can do, like do things that are within your power. Can I ask you a question? Since you said that, no. I'm gonna ask you okay, since you say it's in your power. Let me I'm not even going to, like, give you an example of Sazland and Tune and what happened last year because I'm mm-hmm. going to start crying and shit like that. My example is um, Nigeria. What happened with SARS? Mm-hmm. Remember... What's still happening? Definitely. No, no, but I'm talking about the massacre, right? Because mm-hmm. you say we have the power, A, B, C, D, F, G. Remember... So there's a compound, an estate, Leki estate, right? Where the rich and the famous live, the politicians live and everything. Remember those young men and women who decided to march? Mm-hmm. And they marched and they marched and nothing was happening. So they decided we're going to march to Eki estate. Is it Leki estate? I, for, I can't pronounce the name. I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, they marched to the estate. As soon as they got to the gates, mm-hmm. They were gunned down. Mm-hmm. So with something like that, right? If I was marching and there's people like dying in front of me, like we're getting gunned down, and by some miracle of God I make it, how do you then tell me there's something I can do? Because when I go home to wash the blood off my shoes, touch the blood of my mm-hmm. clothes, the only thing that I'm thinking is I need to get the fuck out of this country. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how do you tell somebody who's been through that that I need to leave? Like, or that I can do something. Sorry. How do you do tell like... somebody like that that I can do something? Because I can also connect it to what's happening in Sazdan, right? Mm-hmm. People started um, voicing out their opinions. At first, people did it legally. Mm-hmm. People literally wrote petitions and they were mm-hmm. taking it to this other... We have a system called Nkundla system, right? Which is all chieftaincy and it's a whole thing, right? I won't explain it. People were literally taking, like, they were like, okay, as a community, people having community meetings, like, as a community, this is what we want. Like, we want to be able to vote so that at least if we vote, we have someone to complain to. Because mm-hmm. currently, ministers don't care. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us. As long as they keep one person happy, they will mm-hmm. stay where they are. We don't get to vote for them. So people are like, we just want to be able to vote for ministers. At least for now, can we vote for... Like, yeah. we're not even talking about presidency. Can we just mm-hmm. please be able to vote for ministers? People were taking that to think that dab were like their communities bit by bit. Mm-hmm. They turned around and they said, submitting um, petitions is illegal now. Okay. Then people were like, how can it be legal? Like, what's going on? 
people started striking for the right just to be able to take petitions and have conversations Mm -hmm. to be like can you know what i'm saying yeah when that happened people started getting gunned down on the streets not only were people getting gunned down literally started being like if cops saw you Mm -hmm. or army saw you in the streets like um protesting they would literally walk into your house with guns Mm -hmm. and be dragging people out Mm -hmm. and kicking them there's people who've lost their legs, who've lost their arms, who, like, there's still bullets in them today. Because literally, it's not even like, I was in the street today. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I was in the street. And then today, I was at home. They would come into my home. How do you tell people like that? Oh, Dude. there's something that you can do. You guys need to find a way to fix it. How okay. do you do that? Do you get what I mean? I get you. Those people, they wake up and they're like, you know what? Like, I've we've tried. Like, we've mm-hmm. genuinely tried. And... We can't keep expecting people to give their lives away, honestly speaking. Which is why I'm saying that the problem is not the everyday people. The problem is honestly at the leaders. That's not what I'm saying. Cyril and them, no, I I get if Cyril and them were able to be like, we're not going to treat each other with kid gloves anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if you're fucking up in one country, you're fucking up Africa. That's my thing. Like, I just need leaders to understand the domino effect. If one country in Africa is fucked up, the whole of Africa is fucked up. True, true. So that's I. That's my thing. I hear you, but then my counter to that is okay. Then how did we get out of apartheid? Because what do you mean? Because explain it became too expensive for you guys. No, no, no. But besides like, that, I'm saying leaders, people still fought, and the reason why there were sanctions. Is because of the way people kept on pushing within. Yes, yes, yes. Still, leaders were also a part of that because you know you have your Rwandas, you have your Congos, and all of that that actually were housing Mkonto Esizwe and so on. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to get at is that yes, it's really, really, really redundant that people need to sacrifice their lives, and it's like how many people need to go. But I'm saying that by publicizing what's happening and making sure it's reaching the right channels, it still helps. Yes, there's only so much you can do. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. That's why I'm saying it's a sixty. I would but with 60, every struggle, eighty Vela, to twenty percent. With every struggle, the only reason why it stopped is because it became too expensive. That's it. So mm, I think it's no, it's because about no, the, it's, the publicity and the no, sanctions that they impose. It's on because it became too expensive. Like with South Africa, mm-hmm. do you really think it was the protesting that helped? I mean, after the June massacre, how many people died in the June massacre? And that was like in the in um the youth day, youth day that we celebrate today. Yeah. That was in the eighties, was it not? Sixties or seventies. We only got freedom win nineteen ninety four. That June massacre didn't help for shit. What I'm the only to get thing at, that helped was America saying and Europe saying, actually, you know, we're not gonna deal with you guys anymore because we don't wanna be looked at in that way of dealing with people who are still doing apartheid. My point is, why can't South Africa get to that point of Zimbabwe? Because Z- South African companies are still sending things to Zimbabwe, like ShopRite, Checkers. They operate in Zimbabwe till this day. Why can't, what's his name, Sir Ramaphosa, stand up and say, listen, mm-hmm. if you're going to be doing business in Swaziland, if you're going to be doing business in Zimbabwe as a South African company, mm-hmm. you're cut. We're closing you down. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. That's how things are stopped. Because even in America, it was not the fact that slaves 
were burning down their slave houses and protesting. That's not why slavery ended. Mm-hmm. Slavery ended because it became too expensive to keep going on. Because if they wanted to carry on slavery with this as the South, they were going to have to carry on the war with the North, which was the civil war that happened. The mm-hmm. South ran out of money. That's what happened. They ran out of money to keep fighting the war. And it's the same thing in South Africa. They sat down and were like, okay, shit, if we're going to carry on with apartheid and we've got all these sanctions, no one is going to want to trade with us. No one is going to want to carry on dealing with us. Okay. And that's okay. what needs to happen. I feel but like. But my question to you is, how did they know what's going on if the government's actually not telling them what's going on? How did they know if? What's going on exactly, like the number of deaths, but the number of... Swaziland has been publishing that. But who's publishing it? What do you mean who's publishing it? There's is it literally... the government or is no. it the smaller people? The smaller people. That's what I'm saying. Is that but that's what I'm saying. They've been doing that. There's, to... that's what I'm saying. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, I agree If the government that. doesn't like step up, I mean, then nothing will ever happen. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. But I also feel like there's also things that you can do as an ordinary person other than just fleeing. Even if in your fleeing, you explaining like that's why i'm saying asylum is important in, in stipulating the rules and regulations of it because asylum stipulates what's actually going on and why you're seeking asylum mm-hmm. and that will help the government to actually be aware that there's a bigger problem if that makes you're sense telling like me they're not aware. you're telling me they're not away i don't know how long has the thing in zimbabwe been going on aware, but ah. the thing is, they use numbers to see what's really going on like for example ukraine eh? The only reason it became a huge disaster or whatever is the fact that so many people were actually fleeing and it became like an asylum issue and that people couldn't actually house those people. And then only then did they start doing sanctions. Like, for example, the UK was staying out of it until they couldn't actually house people. Then they started being in it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. We need those rules and regulations. We need those numbers so that they see that it's not just theoretical. And it's actual people and numbers. Girl. <laughs> Let's the amount of people that cross the border. You're telling me that solid government, they don't see. They, no, they see. don't know. They don't know. They see. There's, you cannot tell me Obviously that. Obviously, they see. But you, even if so, were to stand here in front of me and say he does not know numbers, I will tell him he, he is doesn't. lying. How will he, he know? He is. What do you mean? How will he know numbers? How, what do you mean? Let's move on, Lelo. No! What do you mean? How will he know? What do you mean? How will he know? Which, how do you mean that he will know? How? The same information I have, he has access to that information. I'm not getting it through the underground railroad. So how many people do you know that have actually seeked asylum, let's say, from January till now? But so how many, exactly. So how is he supposed to know if you don't? Wait, know? do they not do stats to say first of all? Yes, they do, but it's not. Like, thank you. Second of all, do they not have border control? No, they don't. Because if you go, if I'm going to swim into the country, how are you going to find me? If I'm gonna, if I'm going to swim into the country, because that's how so, go to Hillbrow. <laughs> no, go to Hillbrow and start counting heads. But that's if like, it needs to go that dude, way, it's so easy to evade stats essay. Stats essay only happens every okay. four years. How come, ne, with this whole Dimpopo thing that was going on, ne, mm-hmm. that thing happened? When did they release that video? I can't remember when they released that video. But within that same week, one of the publications, I can't remember which one, they released Limpopo's um, 
internal files where it said there how many people from outside the province were in that hospital, how many people from outside the country were in that hospital, and then the percentage but, compared to South Africans. How come the journalists could get those papers, those because, same wait, wait, those same papers that were in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And those same papers is that not what the MEC uses to report to Abu Cyril? Yes, but so, but. Does every illegal immigrant go to the... Let me not say illegal immigrant. Let's say asylum seeker. Does every asylum seeker need the hospital? Let's say I've been here for five years. No, but let's just use those need... stats. Let's no, just, that's what I'm, that's I'm to... You've got stats to say. You've got the hospital stats, right? Mm-hmm. Can you not paint a full picture with that? No. Why? Because it's not a true reflection. Because I can dodge and run and dodge and burn until you don't know where I am. I get that. What but I'm that's saying what I'm saying. You, it's not a true reflection. But what I'm saying to you is, mm-hmm. that is enough information to have a clear picture. Is it though? Yes. It's not. To because see what's going on in the hospitals. If the percentage I, of... Okay, because we call them asylum seekers. If the percentage of asylum seekers in the hospital, right, mm-hmm. is higher than the percentage of South African nationals, does that not show you that in Limpopo, or let's say in that hospital, mm-hmm. that hospital is now serving more asylum seekers than it is South Africans, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, South Africans, who I guess you built this hospital for, let me not even say I guess, because when a country builds <laughs> services, they're building them for the people in the country, correct? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you can see that the people that you had intended for these services to reach they are not reaching them. Why? Because the hospital is overburdened with mm-hmm. nationals from other countries. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? Does that not tell you that there's a problem? Yes. Yes. You should say so, yes for the, for the sake of ending this conversation because I have a follow-up, but it's fine. No, it's a follow-up. No, no, no. It's okay. I feel like that shows you that there's a problem. When you read stats, you don't read it in isolation you need to read the whole picture like you're saying you Mm want to get the whole picture so if i'm seeing that the hospital is got this but then when i look at the neighborhood and how many people are south africans it's not correlating so the automatic assumption is not that they were seeking asylum especially for limbopo right Mm -hmm. they're on the border Mm -hmm. it means for me right as a minister whatever i'm assuming they were but they were hoppers came in got their service left because there's no record of the actual residential address. Why are you making assumptions? Because you can't deduce from the stats that are not correlating. Then clearly you need to go find more information. So it's the problem that then, <laughs> but then, then our South African get... nationals are lazy and they don't want to go get okay, more where, information. Where am I going to get more information when Ubebs is no longer in the country? It's your job. I'm not going to tell you how where to do your gonna, job. Wait, as, where am I going to get someone more information? That's what I said to you when I, in the beginning, we talking about the whole Kylie thing. I said the information is there, they just need to pull it. Why do I know that? I know that because I'm in marketing, right? And mm-hmm. I know that, obviously, when you have Hootsuite or whatever you use to take care of your social media things, there are certain reports that you can pull. As a minister, you know where to go get your reports. Okay. Let's say I pull the report, okay? I pull the address, go to the address, there's a church, and there's no one there, as in that person doesn't live there. Where am I supposed to get more information, okay? Because that's where the trail ends. I don't know. Go get it somewhere. <laughs> you see, there's home affairs so somewhere. You're not going to get it at home affairs, but that's not registered. That's what I'm saying. We need asylum 
thingies, proper asylum regulations so that you can actually have that information because when we're going to get it if I give you bogus shit. Whereas if I register properly for asylum seeking, you have that information. You can go back to Zimbabwe and say, I'm looking for... Quara, 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 people quara. wouldn't be able to give bogus shit if people did their jobs. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. If people did what they were supposed to do, none would be able to give bogus shit. If the borders were tight like how they're supposed to be tight and every single person had to go through border control and not jump over the wall or not swim then that wouldn't be an issue. So it goes back to my comment of the fact that South Africans or South mm-hmm. African leaders need to pull up their socks because at the end of the day, if you're not going to pull up your socks and say, fuck you, Mswati, mm-hmm. if you don't do A, B, C, D, F, G because there are 500 people crossing the border and only 200 people going back, meaning 300 Mswati um, people are staying in the country, mm-hmm. And using my services, that means you ain't doing your job. And if you ain't gonna do your job, guess what? I'm not gonna be your friend no more. I'm not gonna not, be your not friend. Your friend. <laughs> I'm not their friends. They were some buddies. I get you. At the end of the day, like I'm not gonna be your friend anymore. Mm. And I feel like that's how normal really, I think my I my disconnect or what I don't understand is the fact that that's how normal everyday life relationships work. Mm-hmm. If you as my friend, I I don't know. What can I say as the friend? If you, as my friend, you have a child. And every day, me, I see you beating the shit out of your child. Mm-hmm. And then your child, because you're teaching your child how to beat up. Like, that beating is normal. Every time we have a play date, my child comes back and is like, Velo's child beats me up. I'm not going to pacify my kid and be like, Ish, you know, I just understand, you see, Ish. Develop child grew up in a like a rough place. Eh? No, I'm gonna talk to you and be like, listen, I see you beating your kid every day and you're teaching your kid how to beat other kids, and that's not okay. If you don't change that behavior, guess what? I'm cutting you off. Guess what? Your kid but ain't allowed to play with my kid no more. You can't say that to 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 how can I put it to someone that's doing the same thing. Because at the end of the day, they corruption buddies. You show my ass, I'll show you your ass. Basically, that's why. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it goes back to the fact that what? South African leaders need to step up at the end of the day. Whether they like it or not. And I feel like as much as I don't like America and I think America's ghetto and stuff like that, that's one thing that America gets right. Mm-hmm. As much as we can say they have a superiority com- complex and all those things, I feel like that's one thing they get right. Like when you are doing some bullshit and it starts to impact on them, America is not afraid to be bullies mm-hmm. and be like, listen, I don't like what you're doing and you're going to stop it. Whether it's their business, it's not their business. Mm-hmm. America will stick their <laughs> You like it or you don't like it. As soon as it starts impacting them and their pockets, mm-hmm. they like, and like, fuck you. <laughs> and that's where South African yeah. leaders need to get to. At this point, it's affecting their pockets. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's affecting them. So if it's affecting them, Say stop, guys. Well, the correction is it's not affecting them; it's affecting their citizens. But yeah, okay, let's see. On. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> We're gonna cut it there because we've been like five minutes already, so we can't do. Can't we do the adulting thing? <laughs> we have the five minutes because I guess it's too long. Let's wrap it up because <laughs> the whole debate can take for years. Because then, if we agree with what's happening, then we're saying that Donald Trump was not wrong to say. 
he's building a wall. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> it is wrong! Because I will forever say the problem is not the citizens. And I believe this with all my heart and soul. The problem is not the citizens. The problem is the leaders. Leaders aren't communicating with each other. Leaders are not holding each other accountable. And that's mm-hmm. where it is. It doesn't matter if I'm stealing 100 million in my portfolio. If you are stealing 200 million, I'm going to tell you, ah, babe, stop. Now we steal 100 million. Why Why you want to steal 200? That will never happen. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Like, really? <laughs> no. Let's be real. But I guess it's the thing that you're saying of like, they bosom buddies in corruption. So if it's like, if mm. I put your shit on front street, you're going to put my shit on front street. But mm. it's like, if I'm stealing 100 mil and you're stealing 200 mil from your country, I'm going to say, like, we need to be able to say, ah, now you can steal 100 mil. Like, you need to be able to mm. say that. But anyway, let's cap it because <laughs> we're going towards an hour. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Yeah, thank you for having us and listening and sticking with us through all the debates. <laughs> let us know what you think, you know? Definitely um, let us know what you think. It's a hot topic for everyone all over the, the world, actually. Mm. Um, so, mm. interesting. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.